Yeah. It just, I think that's exactly what happened. We just talk nonsense. Yes. Well, <laughs> okay. We are where we are. Just own it and move it along. All right. slow week it was kind of a normal week huh like nothing nothing too crazy really went on um you know no no real controversies we, we had a big hiring yeah in, in the league which which we'll talk about a little bit more in depth here with the pittsburgh penguins um a couple just a few news and notes um last night and during their in their game uh jake truba got injured for New York Rangers defenseman Jake Truba got injured. He's going to miss four to six weeks and the Rangers are, are scuffling as is and losing one of the top defensemen for, for a month, for a month, basically yep. month, month and a half, which in, a, in an 82 game season, you're going, Oh, that that's tough. But now you're playing in a condensed schedule and, and, and they're, and the Rangers, they're fighting it right now. They're, I, I believe they're still in last place in uh in the e oh no no the Sabers start back playing hockey again that's right uh, so <laughs> the Sabers are in last place but only only one point separates the Rangers from the Sabers well the, they, and, and the Sabers have two games in hand over them so for all intents and purposes the Rangers are in last place in 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 that East Division right now. They do catch a break because I believe I saw which. Did I? Did that suddenly go away? Was that Panarin was supposed to be back? Uh, yeah. yeah, expects to play Thursday. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Panarin, Panarin's been out. I don't think long, but it'll be nice to get him back. Obviously, a guy that you know had over a hundred points last year. But remember, while it's not just you know Truba, which obviously sucks, but you're already you've decided that Tony D'Angelo's done, and yep. so. You know, those are two guys that, you know, probably 25, you know, not 25, I, what, solidly could do 22 and a half, 23 and a half minutes Easily, a night yeah. you're expecting. Yeah. You know, Adam Fox being the third in that group. So you're now without two of those guys. So, I mean, and again, like you said, I mean, when you're playing four games a week, you know, about four to six weeks, if it's the longer end of that, and, you know, you're, you haven't gotten rid of D'Angelo or if you trade D'Angelo, you don't get any help back defensively. You're, you're going to be in a hard way for, for a good long period of time here. Yeah, and the Rangers are sitting – right now they currently sit six points behind the Capitals for that last playoff spot. They both played 14 games. It's not I – mean, and the Rangers, they're not going to get that Ottawa reprieve that <laughs> that, the, yeah. that teams in the North are going to get or to get that Detroit break or anything like that. So it's, 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 it's an uphill battle. Uh, speaking of the Buffalo Sabres, uh, Sabres. Before you, before you move on to the Sabres, quick ahead. question about the Rangers. Go do ahead. you, do you think the pressure was there really for them to, to make the playoffs this year? 
See, I, I feel like what's because of because of how you know they kind of finished a year last year. A lot of people thought this is a playoff team, but they weren't a playoff team last year. Right. You know, they they weren't. They were in the playoffs because COVID hit and because of the way the rules are set up, they became a playoff team, but they weren't a playoff team last year. And there's rumblings with and a fan base about Dan about Quinn and oh they, he he should be fired after this year, but I don't understand why. I mean, because I mean you're you're essentially go, going at it going going at the season with basically two rookie goalies. You have a very you have a fairly young team. You had you had a, a, a issue in the locker room with, with the with the player's character who was also playing terrible as well. So I mean I don't I, I don't I don't think I don't see how you can look you can look at the Rangers look at this Rangers team. They're they're about where I think they sh- they should they should be based on based on everything that has transpired with them. You would think that the Carolina series would have maybe opened up some eyes. Oh yeah, because Carolina were- toyed with them. Yeah, they never they didn't flirt with looking like they belonged in the same ice. No. No, the Rangers are in no, were never in any danger of winning a game in that series. No. Um it a Herculean effort by Lundquist made I think game 1 3-1. And I think that was Yeah. But it was a literal Herculean like it was turn back the clocks on Rick Lundquist and it gets looked over cuz he wasn't he gave up a soft goal. But then yeah. without him, it easily would have been five or six to one. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I never really put much stock in this, you know, in the, in the Rangers this year. And then, and I'm got, I'm not saying you did. It's just, I don't, I think there's still another year away because the, the problem with, with number one picks in the NHL and really any sport for that matter is that I think people, they think number one pick and they think all number one picks are created equal. And that's just not true. Right. <laughs> all number one picks are not created equal. Yeah, and, yeah, you're not yeah, not not everyone's going to be Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews or Alex Ovechkin. Exactly, and that's and I think people so they think okay, well they got a number two kick pick in Kako and they've got a number one pick in Lafreniere, they're all set, and that's no. just not really fair. And, and there's people in New York who think they think Kako's a bus. He's in his second year. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean we're getting that here with Zadina, and you know it's hey. it's. Well, be, because he hasn't scored forty goals yet, like yeah, I, <laughs> he hasn't had a forty goal season yet. Like that, dude. That's just the, that's the patience people have. You don't have. There's no patience in sports anymore. Just no, I mean, there's no, just there not. Isn't. It's yeah. It's I mean, and 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 that and unfortunately, that bar gets set because you get you do get those great players who come in and just make an impact right away. We right. see, we know, we we've seen it, and we most recently, I mean, in football. Patrick, look at Patrick Mahomes. He's been in the league what three years, yeah. and he's gone to Super Bowl twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so so and and now unfortunately every rookie quarterback come go, from here on out it's going to be well. You're not Patrick Mahomes, like well, okay. Well, well, and and you know what? Complete that. You know, go full circle with that analogy. What a pick before him was Mitch Trubisky, who the Bears are just got to be killing themselves over for getting. Yeah. No, he was the number two pick. Yeah. And then, like, what, eight or nine was Deshaun Watson, who is probably a top six quarterback. So the draft is a crapshoot. You think you know, but you don't know. But uh, also, in that tr- a lot of people kind of killed the Bears out at Trubisky pick. <laughs> like, that's the, true. They had the draft, too. You're right. That was but, no yeah. upfront by most. That is that is fair. That is fair. But still, in, in a redraft, you know, 
yeah, one 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 and not one ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so I mean, yeah, I with the, with the Rangers, I I think they're uh, I honestly I, I think next year they can I think they can contend for a playoff spot. I don't think I don't expect them to be in a playoff spot. But also, I mean, this year the division they're in is it's yeah. who who are they better than? Right. You know. They, Give me, give me one right, right now that the standings are it's Boston, the Islanders, the Flyers, and the Capitals are one, two, three, and four. Penguins are five with 15 points. The Devils are six. And then it's the Rangers at seven. I mean, elim- eliminating the Devils from the equation because they're, I mean, the Devils, they're, they're sitting out of the playoff spot right now, but they're five, three, and two. Yeah. And they've looked really good. Yeah. Um, so eliminating the Devils. Doubles from that equation coming into the season, which one of those other five teams right. were the were were you expected the Rangers to realis- realistically be better than? I yeah, I don't think I I mean realistically, I don't think it was fair to assume any of them were. The Islanders are coming off a trip to the conference finals. The Flyers beat them in the second round. You knew Boston was going to be better that with Tuka Rask back. The Capitals didn't lose anybody. Yeah. So there's no reason why they were gonna, to think that they were going to take a step back. I, well, I mean, you know, well, and Pittsburgh has Crosby and Malkin. True, true. That is fair. And, you know, but Pittsburgh, I, I'm sorry, as long as they have Crosby and Malkin, I'm going to think that they're going to be fine. I, yeah. I, maybe it's not fair. Maybe it is. But so I don't know. But I think the top five in that division, I, I really felt was pretty set. So um, <laughs> go, going back to the Sabres here. The Sabers they got shut out last night by the Islanders, uh, three nothing at home, and the Buff. A lot of the teams, I, I feel like most teams are anyway are are doing this thing where you can buy a cardboard cutout, have a picture, and it, they put it in the stands. Sure. Um, since you know you can't you can't have fans in the stands, whatever. And so this one fan uh, posted. <laughs> <laughs> on 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 uh, Facebook after oh, the Sabers lost, it's gonna be great. Um, it said, "I bought a cardboard cutout to honor my aunt who passed away. Can I pick? Can I come pick it up so she doesn't have to watch this?" <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that's just fantastic. Yes, that's what that is. I mean, how it, it, I mean, it, it's it's rough here being a Detroit a Detroit sports fan. It, yep. it it has been for the last few years, but we were spoiled for about almost thirty years. I would say that that's fair. I mean, we you know we had World Series, Stanley Cups, NBA championships. Um, the Lions played football. They did show up. <laughs> and remember, you're going back the last 30 years michigan state won a basketball national title yeah michigan won a football national title yeah you know something for all schools we've been pretty spoiled here as far as especially compared to the city of buffalo right where it's the sabers and the bills and you know you're (laughs) that's not a lot to really hit your wagons on well you had the blue jays for the summer so good for them oh yeah yeah the blue jays (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah right it was actually really the perfect fit when you really think about it yeah <laughs> I, and 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 now you know yeah the bills had their great had had the great run this year you know they got to the AFC title game but now it's just kind of back back to business as usual with the buffalo sabers and and i i have to wonder what this 
you have to wonder with the Sabres. You know, they went out, they signed Taylor Hall this offseason to a one-year deal. Jack Eichel signed the extension. But how much longer? I mean, how how, how much how much longer before Jack Eichel go, goes pure Luke Dubois and goes, yeah, I'm I'm I, I want out. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and they're, they're really there's I mean they have you have Dylan Cousins, you know yeah they have Dylan Cousins who 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 had a really good World Junior for Team Canada and has looked really good, but out, outside of that, I mean Jack Quinn, he's a I think he can be good, but I'm not, I, I don't know. But outside of those guys, I mean, there's not, is they don't exactly have, have a lot of hope coming up, <laughs> coming up um, to help them as, as far as youth goes. Well, what they do have, what they do have that's just fantastic is they have a $9 million fourth line player that has one point in 12 games. Uh, I'm sorry. Let, let me rephrase. Nine million per year. What? Um, oh, right man. winger or left winger winger, um, who's got twelve one point in twelve games playing on the fourth line. Should I also add and, for the and, next and, seven years that they have this <laughs> one point getting in twelve oh, games right yeah. winger at nine million per. And that that was a falling out point between uh, the Sabers owners, the Pakulas, and their former GM, who his name just Jason Bottero. It's Jason Bottero. Yeah, Bottero, right? yeah. because he, I, he didn't want to sign Jeff Skinner to a, he he didn't mind getting, paying Jeff Skinner a lot of money, but he did not want to do a long term deal because he knew. And the Pagulas like said, "No, give him a long term." This well, it's tough because let's face it. You know, 28, 37, 24, and 40. It, it was after his 40-goal season that he got the extension, right? Yeah. So those were his goal, to- goal totals per year, Twenty age 23 to 26, backward to forward, 28, 37, 24, 40. Why would you not think? Why would you not think that he was? it would be a good investment? Because I, I, cause I feel like everyone around the hockey world just knew that 40 goals was a fluke. But 37 in Carolina two years prior in yeah. Carolina, who I don't really think of as an offensive yeah, dime. But it was, it, it, it felt that like, ah, this is, this might be fool's gold. And, be and now, and now again, Botterill said he had no problem. He, he had no problem giving the nine, the, the, the money. It was the term. Yeah. And that's what a lot of GMs are, don't like to do as well as it's, it's not the money. It's like, oh, whatever. Well, you want you want two million dollars, sure, we'll give you ten million dollars. But yeah. we'll give it to. We'll, I'd rather give it to you for two years instead of six. Yeah. Be, because especially, I mean, looking at Skinner's age, you know, he's twenty eight now. Yeah. He's going to be in, in into his thirties, and also that's a lot with a no move, and that's when I'm like, you're not moving that. He's there. Yeah. He's going to be a Buffalo Saber until he gets bought out. Until it becomes cheap enough to buy him out. No, no, no one is going. All right, fine. We'll take Jeff Skinner off your hands via trade for you, Buffalo. Yeah, and and even if they do, Buffalo's they're eating half that salary, right? The only the only way that that happens, and I and without even like diving in or looking at it, would be a the Lucic for Neil type thing. The hope that another nine million dollar player somewhere else is 
is just being awful and the the, the change of scenery hope, which so, I'm not, believe me, I'm not calling for that. I'm yeah. not expecting that. I don't think that it will happen, but that's the only way that something like that, that he gets shipped out. And so Buffalo a bad contract in. for bad contract, yes. basically. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you hope that a change of scenery will do something for somebody at age 30 or something like that. That's, yeah. that's the only thing you, that's the only way that contract gets moved out. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I, I, I wouldn't hold my breath on uh, oh. Jeff Skinner being anything but a, but a saber, whether they want who to or not. It's kind of the opposite of the Pierre-Luc Dubois in Columbus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is just the most deliciously Buffalo thing though. It's, I mean, well, well here in to the history of Pagulas, their first big, big name free agent signing after they bought the team was Billy Leno. <laughs> so <laughs> do with that information what you will this is why you want an owner that doesn't meddle yeah you just want an owner that'll back, just... stay out of it run the team here Hold you the... here here's the keys you run it yep. i'll i'll check in if i have to <laughs> open the checkbook yeah and you have an open checkbook, write whatever you need to write, keep us cap compliant and do whatever you got to do and get it done. I, that's, that's what, that was the brilliance of Mike Illich. Yeah, and that's just, what we had here. He did meddle with the baseball team though. He did meddle with the baseball team. Um, really, I felt like he meddled with the baseball team towards the end because he was so desperate to get the World Series. Before yeah, he was, yeah. I feel like that was the majority of his meddling though. Yeah, no, yeah, it was, and you know the and it the, did and it did set the team back significantly. <laughs> There's they went for it probably and paid for guys two or three years longer than yeah. they should have. Oh yeah, before they threw in a towel and rebuild, um, I, rebuild. Well, but well, yeah, well, I mean, the, the general, the GM tried to uh, said to Mister Illich, "We need to tear this thing down," and he disagreed, and then the GM got fired. So, yeah, that was. <laughs> the day after the trading deadline, that was a really weird scenario. That I, I can't wait for somebody's book to come out to explain what happened when, with that whole thing. Yeah, well, I mean, and you know, there there are three people involved in Prince Hilder becoming a Detroit Tiger, and uh, and uh, two of them did not want Prince Hilder become a t- Detroit Tiger. One was Dave Dombrowski, Tiger's GM, and the other was Prince Fielder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but- <laughs> Does Dave? I mean, Dave Dombrowski. Does he get enough credit? Because then he flipped that for Ian Kinsler, who was productive. No, which was awesome. And getting that tri- getting that contract off the books, and then getting a useful player. I mean, I, not not just a useful player, a damn good second baseman. I yeah. think for the first time ever, we just we just ventured off into baseball talk. Yeah, I, we did, but that's I mean, because that's some good GMing. And though we didn't win a title here, that was some damn fine GMing. And he, you know, he built the Marlins, got a title there. He got a title in Boston too, I think. Yeah, and then and then the Bruins, and then the Bruins, the Red Sox fired him. Yeah, so <laughs> like the year after they won the World Series, he got fired. Like what? what? Yeah, go figure that one out. I mean, Sorry. I understand yeah, what have you done for me lately, but geez, yeah. come on. <laughs> we don't really go down to the this route very often. No, we don't. But, okay, baseball. There it is. Yeah, all all over the place. Speaking of being all over the place, Alice Galchenyuk is uh, collecting jerseys. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Um, he, he was, I didn't he, realize that he was so useless. 
Yeah, well, it's 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 been quite the ride for Alex Galchenyuk, uh, the the young. I mean, I guess not. Oh, he's still, he's still young. You know, he's twenty seven. Yeah, he's still young. <laughs> Entering your prime. Um, he get he got traded twice last week. <laughs> um, we got traded. He got traded once, placed on waivers, and traded again. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Weird week for Gauchinyuk, but uh, Gauchinyuk gets traded from the Senators to the Carolina Hurricanes along with Cedric Paquette for Ryan Dezingle. And then the Hurricanes placed him on waivers. No one claimed him. And then the Leafs finally said, ah, you know what? Eh, we'll, we'll, we'll take him. And so the Leafs trade two people you've never heard of for Alice Gauchinyuk. And this is Gauchinyuk's what? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh team. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't think he's, I'm pretty sure the Hurricanes didn't even make him a jersey because he, like, he, he got traded there on the 13th and then he, he was traded to the Leafs on the 15th. So, yeah. I mean, only, only two days there. So I don't think he got a jersey. But if I were him, I get a hold of the Hurricanes and go, hey, can I, I want a jersey just to add to my collection. Right. I would like the jersey, please. <laughs> I know you didn't make it. Um, or he's just going to, you know, end up yeah, going to NHL.com and create his own jersey. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, I, there's nothing else really to say. Gauching he a promising start to his career mm-hmm. in Montreal. Then he, then they had to swap with him and uh, Max Domi from – Max Domi getting getting shipped out of Arizona for Alex Galchenyuk, kind of two players who were who who needed a change of scenery from where they were, and Max Domi did okay with Montreal, and he's now he now Montreal used him in a deal to acquire Josh Anderson for Columbus, and Josh Anderson's played really well for Montreal so far, so that trade's really worked out well for the Canadians. The Coyotes um, got Phil Kessel. Use gouging yuck in a, in a deal to get Phil Kessel, but that also landed the Penguins' Pierre Oliver Joseph, who's played very who's played very well for the Penguins. Yeah. So that trade worked out good for the Penguins. The so the so the are kind of zero for two on this on for gouging yuck here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, we'll see. Um, Cedric Paquette going from Carolina going um, from Ottawa to Carolina. It wasn't he. It wasn't working out for him in Ottawa. He's playing, he's basically relegated to a fourth line guy. Uh, the Hurricanes really like him, I guess. That's I mean, he was a fourth line guy in Tampa. Yeah, but I, I guess the Hurricanes really like him. So, well, uh, I, it's a shot. Uh, I mean, the, the Leafs looking for some some more offensive depth. I mean, I get it doesn't hurt, right? I statistically speaking, you know, his numbers aren't awful. I mean, no. not, they're not third overall pick good. No, and, and that's the thing, right? right. That, and that, that's, and that's where that's where it's if if he was taking third overall in the fifth round with those numbers, you go, hey, well, that's a good I player. Mean, even, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I get lost sometimes in where where to slot people in with points. Like, what's the expectation? Obviously, so his career high in points is fifty six. So obviously, that's not good enough for a third overall pick, right? But if you were going to get somebody that was consistently getting you 40 to 50 points in a year, you'd take that at the end of the first round, early second. Yeah. 
Um, uh, so, I mean, it, yeah, he didn't live up to third overall. I mean, even last year in Minnesota, he had seven points in 14 games. <laughs> I, well, I, so for, for what it's worth, he is a second highest uh, scorer of his draft class. So, I mean, I, he, I wonder if he's just a giant canoe. Well, I mean, it's well, Philip Forsberg is number is is the highest scorer of that draft class. Um, the the number one overall pick that year was now Yakupov. <laughs> that was that draft. So yeah, not a good draft. Yeah, I mean, Ryan, Ryan Murray two, Galchiuk three, Griffin Reinhardt four, which the Oilers fleece which the Islanders fleece the Oilers for a first round pick. Yeah, that is that. That's the first round pick to turn into Barzell, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Morgan Riley went fifth. Hampus Lindholm sixth. Matt Dumba seventh. You got a few good defensemen going there. Yeah, you do. That's that's a good run. Uh, Derek Puglia eighth. Jacob Truba ninth. Slater uh, Kuki Kuku tenth. Philip Forsberg eleventh. I mean, yeah. There's Tom Wilson sixteenth. Tivo Teravina went eighteen. Andre Vasilevsky with 19. Oh boy, there's some mistakes there when you look at it. When you when you put them in order. Yeah. Oli Mata, 22nd. Uh, Mike Matheson, 23. Malcolm Subban, 24. Jordan Smoltz, 25. Uh, Tanner Pearson with 30th. Brady Shea went 28th. Hey, yeah, there's there's some talent. Yeah. Some 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 good middle line second D pair talent, no superstars. No, but I mean, some really good talent, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you need to build a roster with everybody all the way through. I mean, I'm not, not, it's just, it, it's missing that star power at the top. Oh yeah. But I don't know. I just, it makes me wonder that, that there must be something about the guy there. There just must be something about the guy. Cause the number, I mean, again, they're not great. I, and I get that, but it's, you know, Minnesota, when he got traded to, to Minnesota, he had – am I reading this right? Yeah. He had uh, 14 points – or in 14 games played, he had seven points. And which – I mean, if somebody's going to get you half a point per game and you know what they are, I, yeah. I, I don't sneeze at that, especially maybe just – maybe I just don't sneeze at that because in Detroit I take somebody getting a half a point a game. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. <laughs> That's fine. So, uh, but yeah, Alex Galchin, uh, maybe he finds something in Toronto. Maybe he finds a little spark in Toronto. Uh, speaking of Toronto, they blew a lead uh, Monday night. I mean, it's, you know. Got to Ottawa of all teams. Ottawa. Yeah, and it's, you know. Although, to be fair to Ottawa, didn't they beat the Jets the, the Saturday before? Was it this past Saturday or the Saturday before that? Uh, I don't, yeah. I, I think it may Maybe it was. No. When was Hockey Day in Canada? No, no, it was Saturday. Yeah, yeah. To be the, yeah, to be, yeah, to be the Jets Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. With like eight seconds left, they scored the game. Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, they did. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Toronto decided to uh, lose to Montreal in the, third, in the third period on Saturday, too, because that was cool. Thanks, Toronto. And then that same night, Vancouver lost to Calgary, and it was the first time that those – the three winners on Saturday had beaten the three teams they lost to that Saturday. Like they were all like zero and three or something going into yeah. that day, and then they all finally won. Yeah. So yeah, it was that was that was cool. Break up the Senators. <laughs> um. Now that that led to everyone in Toronto freaking freaking hell out, losing their mind. Um. This team can't win. They're soft. They're like it's. I mean, now granted, 
blowing a 5-1 lead to one of the worst teams in the league is not a good look. Not good. But, I mean, whatever. I mean, they're, they're, the Maple it's not – that game is not like the Leafs are going to finish two points out of the playoffs and it's going to be, oh, man, they just, that right. game against the Senators they blew. Like, like they're they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be fine. I mean, it, if if anything, I mean the the biggest issue for the Leafs has been you know their their second line hasn't been producing. Nylander and Tavares they haven't really been producing. It's been I mean it's been the Austin Matthews show. Yeah, there in Toronto. I mean he just he he just been collecting points like gouging us collecting jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He uh, tie everything in. I love it. No, you know, ties in. Circle of life. Um, the um, and Marner has been really good too. A lot yeah. of points there too. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. they're they're, they're piling up the points there. So I mean I I I don't I I don't think there's any reason to, to really panic o- over that. You know, now if if it turns into a a week long slump where they're not playing well or or, or they they drop the next four four or five then i'm like then it's like okay maybe maybe a little panic time i i don't know or maybe you know it could just be maybe they're just tired (laughs) yeah you know and and those and those games are going to happen to you sometimes i mean now again it's magnified because it was the ottawa senators i mean now had that happened to the calgary flame the winnipeg jets or the oilers or the canadians is it as big of a deal? No. Yeah. I don't think no, exactly right. it's a conversation. It's a talking point, but, and also be it's, it's the Maple Leafs. Right. And right. Any, had, any other team does that. It's kind of, oh, well, but had they the lost, Leafs. had they lost, had they lost that game three, two, everybody in Toronto would still be up in arms about it. Oh yeah. The method, the method, maybe it maybe just highlights it and makes it that much worse. But at the end of the day, nobody was, you know, that was going to be a talking point and it was going to be the worst loss ever. Yeah. Um, it, but it's, you know, it's also, like you said, tired is one, one real simple thing. It's tough to beat somebody six times in a season. Yeah. <laughs> um, in a row or, you know, and then they're playing them 10 times. I don't know why I randomly said six when you play it, you know, normally you play four or most, but <laughs> it's, it's tough to see, sweep a team four games. Yeah. 4-0 against a team. So imagine the difficulties of going 10-0 and all. It's just not going to happen. It, it, it's not. And but you know, but that's par for the course in Toronto. It's if, when if if they have a five-game winning streak, they're they're planning a parade. Yeah. You know, if they they blow a five-one lead to the Senators, blow up the team, trade everybody, and fire the coach. <laughs> it's almost like a market you really want actually want to play in. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. That's a that that would be really tough for me to deal with. Yeah, I mean, and especially now because really you're really just under under a magnifying glass now, right? Yeah. Although but, there, I mean, you all, I mean, I mean, you always Raptors, are. It's it's a fishbowl in Toronto. Yeah. You, you don't have the Rap, Raptors offset you because you're playing because uh, they're playing in Tampa. They're in Tampa, yeah. They're in Tampa. Yeah. The the, uh, the they they announced the rest of the year, so yeah. Hmm. Um, also, also uh, this week, uh, the Arizona Coyotes have advanced past the first round of the playoffs as they knock off the St. Louis Blues in their best of seven series. Yeah, that's uh, right. Four games to three. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
That's crazy. That is absolutely nuts. They played seven times. It wasn't all at the same location, right? No, it was legitimately the best of seven. I mean, now that was their schedule because of um, reschedule reschedule games and everything that wasn't built into the schedule originally. But that's still pretty staggering, right? You see. Um, and the the Coyotes had had a funny tweet um, on on Monday after their game seven, um, saying that hey St. Louis, we like to see other people. <laughs> <laughs> we like to see other teams. <laughs> I tell you, the NHL Twitter since the since the Knights came in, I've noticed it more. But it, the NHL Twitters, man, the, the 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 social media people there do a really good job of being pretty hilarious. Yeah. So, and, and here's the thing, and it was actually pretty entertaining because I, I did watch, I did watch a good, but quite a few of these games, uh, St. Louis won game one, four to three. Uh, the Coyotes won game two, four to three. Coyotes won game three, three to one. Coyotes won uh, game four, four, three in a shootout. So, you know, they took a commanding lead in the series, three, one in the series. And then the blues pulled off. They won four, one in game five to push it to six. And then a five, four overtime thriller in game six, a four to seven. Then the coyotes with a one, nothing shutout in game seven. So it's, uh, (laughs) that is listen. And of course there's some good games in there. Cause even though it is the regular season, I'm sure that, you know, you, you can't, you're going to hate somebody eventually. Oh, I mean, it's really easy too, because you're, and, and, and looking at it, you had two, two of those, two of those games that ended up being three point games. So, I mean, that's huge. Yep. And, and now, now the uh, Coyotes are set up to just to only play the Kings twice. This so entire they're just going to play the Kings twice. That's going to be lame. They're not going <laughs> to. They're not going to get up for those games. Just, <laughs> they're not going to do themselves. Yeah, they're going to miss them. Like, oh, remember what we had with St. Louis? Yeah, oh, bring back the Blues. Great. That's what they're going to. They're going to be can't bring back the Blues. <laughs> um, which, which kind, of, which is kind of interesting because you know you have you're playing seven straight games and because of the way it's set up, you're just, you're only playing your division. You're only playing your division. And so all those points, you know, are, are up for grabs there Mm -hmm. and you can't really surrender any points there. Uh, The blues are right now in, in the, in the Honda West Vegas is number one with uh, 21 points. Um, If they, you know, went on ahead and gave up a goal with 30 seconds left to the avalanche last night and loss, you know, I didn't have, Vegas. I didn't bet on Vegas winning or anything like that at all. But if you would have bet, yeah, I would have had a perfect uh, parlay. Oh my <laughs> god, you keep getting killed on these late game perfect late parlays, poor guy. I'm gonna stop betting late games. Seriously, <laughs> Vancouver screwed me by beating the Flames. Yeah, stay stay in the East, man. That's what you know. East and Central is the way to go. And I'm and like I just happen to turn on a Vegas Colorado game, and I'm watching Colorado. I'm like Colorado's going to win this game, aren't they? Because that was the last game I had. That was the last game I had. The other games I nailed the other games. They also are um, in the middle of a series with Colorado four straight, aren't they? Uh, I think they yes. play Colorado four straight yeah. because they played Sunday. Would that? 
Okay, so that's the game you're talking about. Didn't they play Sunday night? Wasn't that after the? Yeah, they played Sunday night. Yeah. And yeah. is that that's when the be- no? Oh yeah, so Sunday night, then Tuesday night. That yeah. was so yesterday was Tuesday. Yesterday, I don't know yeah. what day it is. I'm. I seriously thought today was Tuesday. So they played Sunday night, Tuesday night, and then I know they play, you know, they got the Tahoe game Saturday, and I think they play somewhere in between. So I think that's four straight for Colorado and Vegas. Hey, get after it. Dude, make the schedule work. If that's what if that's how the schedule works, cool. Get it done. Yeah. Um so kind of now now jumping back to our side, to to our time zone in the east. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins hired Ron Hextall last week as their as their general manager. And I mean, but that's not the only move they made. Uh, they they bring they bring in former NHL GM uh, Brian Burke to as their president of ho- hockey operations. Um, now Burke has spent the last three years uh, wor- working with uh, working with Sportsnet in Canada, just as a, as an analyst. Before that, he was in Calgary for a few years and does quite the same role that that he is. Now with with Pittsburgh, um, he's also he's also the GM of Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, led that GM for the for the Anaheim Ducks that would win the cup. Was a GM of the Vancouver Canucks. You know, so he's he's been around. He he orchestrated the trade to get the Sedins to be able to draft all the Sedins in his time with Vancouver. So he he has a. Good resume. He he got the he made the trade for Fanuf to bring Fanuf to Toronto. He also got brought in Kessel to Toronto. So yeah, he's he's made good deals. He traded for Pronger to bring him to bring Pronger to Anaheim, which led them to winning a cup. Sure did. Stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? Stupid Pronger. No. <laughs> One of the more punchable faces in sports. Oh my god. He- yeah. Basically, he was the 2000, well, late, basically mid, mid 90s through 2000s, uh, Brad Marchand, wasn't he? Yes, he was. I and mean, at the end of the day, he was Brad Marchand before Brad Marchand. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so now Ron Hextall, long, legendary longtime flyer. Uh, most Wings fans were probably most famous to remember Ron Hextall for his role as a Philadelphia right. Flyers goalie in 1997 uh, playoff run. Yeah. Thank and, you. Uh, he was he was in net for Darren McCarty's uh, famous goal. Thank you. Yeah. So I mean, that's what that's what I remember him most for. Right. Uh, also, if you you All can right. go down if you want go down a YouTube rabbit hole and you can see Ron he- Ron Hexall absolutely losing his mind when when he played goal for the Flyers back in the eighties. He like l- literally just ran out of his net and attacked Chris Chelios. I think like, I knew that. I think I did know that. And when I say attack, I don't mean that he punched him. No, he took his goalie stick, yeah, and swung it at. It tried to murder Chris Chelios on the ice in front of people. Yeah, that was <laughs> I do remember. Yeah, you don't want to do that. As a rule of thumb, as a general rule of thumb, murder. Um, well, it was the eighties. It's true. It was a very different game. <laughs> a very very different game. It was, that it is, was it was the eighties. I mean, seriously, the fact that that's a real answer. Really tells you something, doesn't it? Yeah, it's fine. That is a legit thing to say. Uh, yeah, I can't argue with that. That's the eighties. Yeah. Now, also, Ron Hextall, he was a GM for the for the Philadelphia Flyers, and he, the Flyers team that is there now, Ron Hextall put together. Yeah. He 
what he left the fly, the Flyers fired him because Ron Hextall was preaching, hey, we need to be patient with guys. They wanted him to rush up Carter Hart. He said no. Yeah. You know, and you know that that was he he stuck by his uh he he, he kind of stuck by his gun and felt and felt like like no we have to we got to stay true to these guys you know we we need to stay patient we can't rush we can't rush guys up um he drafted Travis Konechny Ian Provorov Nolan Patrick Travis Sanheim those guys are all pretty good pretty good guys and and they're you know they're they're making ways for the team right for for that team right now Signed JVR, Brady yeah. Shen, Shane Coburn, Sean Couturier. I mean, some of these are extensions, but, you know, you're able to keep them. Yeah. I mean, that, Jacob Borchak, I mean, whether or not – I don't Joel, care. If Joel, Joel Farabee. Whether or not those are straight-up free agents, the fact that you were able to keep them, yeah. pretty good work. Yeah, I mean, he drafted Joel, Joel Farabee. I mean, you, you look up and down the Flyers lineup on who's producing – all these young kids, kids, they were they were they were brought in by Hextall, yeah. and and because of how good the Flyers are doing right now, Ron Hextall, he looks like you know it looks like oh he knows what he's doing. It makes him look good. Yeah. Now, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh is going to be a little tricky now because Malkin Malkin has one one more year left on his deal. You know, you got Crosby's there for another four. You know, you know, you got Guntel for three more years, Zucker for two. Malkin's a bit of a weird situation, but just because he, you know, and Pittsburgh's been on TV a lot, and he, I, I don't want to say he looks he looks off. I mean, yeah, he has he hasn't been good this year. He hasn't looked good this year. He's had spurts. Which is really surprising considering, I, I mean, the back to, I mean, let's face it. He's been good his entire career. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this, this is a guy that last year was about a point and a half per game player. Throughout the majority of his career, he's been a point per game player. He's got seven points in 14 games in his minus four. And only one year, I mean, he's not really a, a minus player either. I mean, he's no. a good, good, you know, I mean, and, and he, good two-way forward. He wasn't good in the playoffs for him last year either. That's true. Although nobody was really I that well, yeah. I mean again, yeah. talk about weird. There was there was nobody really good for Pittsburgh. Although I don't know, is was were they actually better than we think? And then Terry Price just made them look worse than just what shut they were. Them down. Yeah. yeah. I mean that there could be some of that in there too, yeah. But but yeah, I mean it's so I mean it it kind of felt like it feels like no who wants to be the GM that breaks up the Penguins. Yeah. Because you kind of feel I now I feel I feel said I feel Crosby he's going to he's a penguin for life. He's a lifer to me. He yeah. feels like a lifer to me. He feels like I don't think he's going to want to go anywhere else. I can't see that happening. Sure. I agree with that. I mean it maybe if they maybe if we're sitting here now and they only had the one back in 2009 where they won or or if they hadn't won anything at all at all to this point i could see him maybe thinking like hey let's try something new but i mean he's got three cups yeah you know so i i don't see him go, i don't see him wanting to go anywhere i could see malkin kind of going now nah, let's let's check something else out 
I could see that too. I agree with that. I don't know. It's weird because I don't really know why I agree with that. Because <laughs> I, I, why would I think that Crosby wouldn't go when Mal- and Mal- Malkin would? When I mean, they've both been Penguins their entire career. They both right. have the three cups. I, like, what would be the impetus for me to say, yeah, Malkin's going to go and Crosby's not? But I agree with you. I, I, there's just something that, you know, that well, because maybe it's just because he's closer to free agency. So he's get this opportunity. And while he's still good, he could still make top dollar on another team. Yeah. I mean, Maybe that's I mean, just what it is. I mean, but, but also, I mean, I just, I just, and I just feel that when you think of the Pittsburgh Penguins, it's Sidney Crosby. That's the, he's the face of the franchise. Yeah. And Malkin and Malkin isn't. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the Hank and Pav, right? Yeah. You know, where it's like, I could see, you see Hank, uh, Santa wing, but if if Pavel Datsuk would have went off and signed somewhere else and played for another team, that wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I said yes to that really fast because I was I wanted to see what you were going to say there because I think that I don't think that either of them ever had any chance of leaving here. Well, yeah, I know, but no, I I think so. But at the same time, I feel like if Datsuk were to were to go off and sign somewhere else and play somewhere else, it, I don't think people would have been like, oh wow, I can't believe he did that. It I, it wouldn't have been earth shattering to me. It wouldn't shock me, but if Hank were, were to leave Detroit and go play to want to go play for somewhere else, that would have surprised me. Maybe we just don't. Maybe it's a Russian thing. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you assume Russians have no loyalty. Well, no, I mean, well, not, not necessarily. I wouldn't go that far. I'm not Don Cherry here. Um. <laughs> I, I, I really was kidding. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't really think that, that, that that's to, to no, be clear. But I, I, think... I can see. I mean, but I mean, on that same so, like, I don't. I don't think Ovechkin's Ovechkin's never leaving the Capitals, right? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. You exactly. know, Ovi. But I, I think I honestly, I think it's just the uh, a face thing. Like I get when it. you you look at teams and you just there's certain. I have I have a harder time picturing Sidney Crosby wearing anything other than a Penguins jersey than I do Malkin. I get that. No, I. That remember, Walt. I agree with you. Yeah. I hundred percent agree with you. It, it's 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 kind of weird and funny that I agree with you on something like as arbitrary as this, but it, it becomes because here's a like Crosby's play also hasn't moved at all. Like it's still he's still a great A top shelf player. And with Mul- yeah. when you have somebody who like Malkin who hasn't like we said you know hasn't been good this year. Now granted it, he was you know a point and a half per game last year. So I mean it, it's a new phenomenon. But whenever somebody's struggling in their current town and you know free agency's coming up. It becomes kind of a, yeah, I could see him leaving. Yeah. It just kind of does. You just kind of think, are they thinking, are they thinking exit, exit strategy? It's just kind of the way it, it goes, I think, just in general. And then, and then, like you said, there is the extra component of, yeah, you could, you would believe it when you say the person's name being gone. And, and there it is. And, uh, and Chris Letang has one more year after, after this year. I mean, he's, and he's been that an- uh, anchor for them on defense for just as long as Sid and Malkin's yeah. been there. Yeah. I mean, so, those three all played in that 08 team. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be interesting to kind of see where they go from here. Now, Hexall and Burke, they've both said that their intentions this year are to go to the playoffs and compete as hard as they can this year. Everything else, they're going to look at it in the off season. Now the hiring of Brian Burke is interesting because, and this is kind of how it was, it was kind of explained away. Brian Burke, he's going to, he, 
Burke has no problem getting in front of the cameras and facing the media. He has no problems doing that. Okay. He 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 did it. He did it in Vancouver. He he went out and he took a he took a lot of arrows for Todd Bertuzzi in Vancouver with with the Steve with the whole Bertuzzi Moore incident that happened yeah. there. He took a lot of arrows for Bertuzzi there. He you know he did it in Toronto. He took a, he took a lot of bullets and arrows for uh, for for Kessel and Fanuf when the team was struggling. You know, so he has no problem kind of going out there and being the guy that everybody throws their anger at. It doesn't bother him. Okay. So and so what it what what that does is Brian Burke he will handle the media and do all that stuff. Ron Hextall gets to just be the general manager yeah, and focus on the team. Yeah. I mean, do the occasional interview here and there, like because people want to talk to the GM as part of the job, but the everyday stuff and the major questions you got. Berkey's there just to go and, you know, tell everybody how wrong they are. <laughs> One of his favorite things to do. God, I love that job. That job would be really fun. I'd like that job. Yeah. Or, or, or ask him, were you in a room? Were you in a room? We talked about this. Do you know what goes on? No. <laughs> you should plug his book. I know he's not paying you, but I know that I, and I really feel like that's when you became a huge. Oh yeah. No, you should definitely, uh, check out Burke's book. Um, it's called Burke's law. It's available raw. Good books are sold. And I, also bad books as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say, I'm, not, I'm in, I'm in no hurry to read war and peace, but you can probably get it at the same store. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. So, I mean, you know, but that's good. No, I like what you're doing there. But so I'm, I'm in, I'm just interested to see what's going to happen. And also with, with how things ended with hex hall in Philadelphia, did not end well and there's still some bad blood there it's going to be interesting for me to just just to me just to kind of see like because this pittsburgh and philadelphia you have a long time flyer legend is now run is now at the helm of the enemy ship also brian burke he was uh, he was drafted by the flyers as well back back in in his day he never played for them officially never played for him but he was of Philadelphia Flyers prospect at one at, at one point is interesting. Okay, so you have two you have two Philly guys out there uh, steering a ship in Pittsburgh, which can make for in, make for it interesting. But it's, I mean, you you got you got to make those first steps, and you and you know you're going to be running a team that doesn't have Sin and Malkin for the. For the first time ever, right? I mean, yeah. Depending on how things go, but you're you're going to be the guys that are going to have to you have to replace Sid and Malkin, and that's an un- un- unenviable task, right there. Yeah, for sure it is. For yeah, sure that, it is. That that'll be like um, having to be the the GM and the head coach has to replace Henrik uh, Zetterberg and Pavel Datsuk, or or you know having to take over the t- or, or having to a, having a run a team that do- having to run the Capitals that doesn't have Nick Backstrom and Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. I was also going to go with uh, the team that has to be the, or the guy that has to be the GM of the team that uh, finally didn't make the playoffs after making it 24 straight years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to get a, you're going to, you're going to get a lot of crap because, because you know, every, Every every everything you do is going to be immediately criticized because if it doesn't work out right away, I mean, and, and and honestly, if I'm the Penguins, I don't want a number one overall pick in the next three years, right? Right. Because if that kid isn't Sidney Crosby, 
it's a terrible pick. He's a bust. How could you draft him? Well, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that's where you're going with that. I was just, go, I was saying that you don't want one just because of the uncertainty and the age and the draft stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't want because this will be the year that the Wings win the lottery. This is going to be. I guarantee you, this will be the wing the year the Wings win the lottery. My, I, my one comfort, my one comfort is that I've watched a lot of Michigan hockey and I've watched a lot of Owen Power and he and he looks legit. Yeah, that's cute. But Steve Eisman's still drafting. Well, yeah, I I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great dream. I love I love when you have dreams and you should have dreams, but that that doesn't mean that's nothing. Oh man, you Thomas just hit me with a that's cute. Yeah, I did. I did do that. <laughs> that is something I just did. And I'm a little proud of it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little proud of it. Well, you know what's not cute? What's that? Uh the National Predators. That's it. There you go. They um I mean honestly. They should have. They should have lost both games to the Red Wings. Sure. Like I mean, I mean, I, and we're we're gonna we're gonna hit on the Red Wings here in a little bit. I mean, the, the Red Wings really should be on about a three or four game win streak right now with the way they played over over the last few games. You know, from from that dismal effort, well, first three minutes against the Lightning a couple weeks ago till now. It, I don't. What whatever happened to that team in the first three minutes against the Lightning in that game, wherever they went, they can stay wherever they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with not seeing that team ever again. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to get much of an argument there. Couldn't no, imagine no. that an argument's coming. <laughs> like, cause that that was that was awful to watch. It just bad. It was really really bad. And you're right. And it, it, it's it has stayed away, which is. Good, obviously, it's very yes. good that that has stayed away. Like I yeah, give 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 me watchable hockey games here, guys, and that's, yeah, that's, that's all I want. I don't care if you I don't care if you lose, but <laughs> respectability, please. Yeah, make it make me make Thomas not text me two and a half minutes in. Uh, Done. Yeah, I couldn't that that lunge. All right, but uh, but the National Predators, they are so here. A little timeline of the Predators here. 2017, they go to the Santa Cup Finals. Two, they lose to the Penguins in six. 2018, they have the best record in franchise history. Uh, regular season Western Conference champions, number one seed, win the President's Trophy. They get knocked out in seven games by the Jets in the second round. And it's just – and what they – in 2019 – they, I don't remember what they did. They weren't good though. I think they got knocked out in the first round. They got knocked out in the first round again. Yeah, that's okay. I and then, so. and then last year they get they get bounced and 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 the was well, the pre- the preliminary round, I guess. What, what yeah, are they? whatever they're qualifying. It was a qualifying round. Right. They get knocked out by the Coyotes in the qualifying round. And now this year, well, they're not going to get knocked out of the first round this year at the rate they're going because you have to make the playoffs to get yeah, knocked out of the first round. They are currently six nine and zero with twelve points, sitting like one point ahead of the Red Wings. It's not good. Now, now, granted, now the Predators' last two games, the last two games have been postponed because they're supposed to be, be playing the Stars in Dallas, and they're they they got a great snowstorm down there, in, in uh, Dallas. 
we can't relate them, but you know yeah yeah we deal with that we deal with it all the time what is your guy problem but, was so, it really significant like i because I, I i obviously heard about it or heard yeah. about this but like was like they declared a state of emergency which probably it could have happened with the same amount of snow that we literally just got tuesday yeah yeah they yeah they had it they're having they had a whole power grid issue down there. oh yeah that's right i did see that yeah. that's right i did see that yeah like half the state doesn't have power or something right like, like it wasn't crazy, ju- it wasn't just like icy roads so we're not doing that yeah, yeah that's right because I mean, usually that. that's what it is down there it's yeah. like oh it's two inches of snow ah oh, what do we do but, yeah like, i i got friends in you know i'm well everybody knows somebody that lives in florida or something like that and sure yeah. enough yeah you hear florida if they get an inch <laughs> they're done they're closing the state yeah every, everything's done no we can't yep. do this but so I mean now again Detroit that two games ahead over Nashville but even still even with that I mean right it's a battle for last place that's yeah, I mean you're, which that's is, I don't no no one I'm I didn't think Nashville would be a playoff team this year but I didn't think they would be flirting with Detroit for last place either right you know um and so it's we, and and look and looking at it, I mean we we were kind of talking before before we came on air. It's all right. Do you start unloading guys and because they don't have a lot of cap space? And who and do you start unloading guys? And if you do, who are you trading? Well, right. I'm sure they will love to trade Ryan Johansson, but nobody's touching that contract. It's got four years. You got four years left with eight with eight million per. Like no. No one's lining up, going, "Yeah, we'll we'll take that off your hands." Yeah. Uh, um. They they same thing with Duchesne. I mean, he's got he's got four he's got five years at eight million per. Yeah, that was a bad contract when they gave it just last yeah. year. Like that was one I remember going like being like, "Really? That's yeah." It's kind of like they they outbid themselves. Matt Duchesne wanted to go to Nashville. He said it. And then they outbid they they outbid themselves. They they New York Yankee themselves. Yeah. And gave him that's another baseball reference. Man, look at that. <laughs> well done. Well done. And 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 then so you're not gonna get a lot from, from for him. Now the one I guess bonus of it all is Matt Duchesne does not have a no move clause, so you can maybe go, hey, Seattle, don't you want Matt Duchesne? They can do that with anybody but Yossi, it looks like, huh? That's the only guy that they've got a no movement on. If I'm looking at this right. Uh yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so they can I mean, even do that with with Johansson. Yeah, I mean, but I mean I Seattle's only gonna they're I think they're only gonna take one one player and and also even if you do convince them to take one of those guys, it's gonna cost you something else, right? Right. You got to sweeten that deal for them because that's how that's why that's how Vegas got so good because teams were like, all right, because Vegas said, all right, we'll take this contract, but you got to give us something else. Yeah. And <laughs> and the the player they ended up giving up, they either flipped in another deal or that player took offense to being traded and decided that he was really going to start his career and <laughs> got really good. Yeah. You got a net well, forty. Well, to be fair, was there in and in, in you know this better than I do? Well, just because I don't know it, so I'm going to assume you know better than I do, or at least you know on equal parts as I do. Was it so much that that wasn't it more 
not don't take this guy than it was please take that guy um yeah it was it was yeah it was like don't but even even at the same time i was like all right don't take this guy but okay if i won't take this guy but you got to give us something and so right yeah no yeah. to give you something part i'm definitely not already not don't yeah. have an issue with but i feel like it was more like to not take this group of players we're going to give you that yeah Although, I mean, that's it's in a way it's kind of the same thing just because, I mean, if you say if you have seven players available and you say don't take these five, then you're basically saying we don't want these. two, We don't think these two are good enough. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess I'm arguing over a point that doesn't need to be made. I mean, no, but I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but and and then you kind of look at like, OK, what can they I mean, what can they do for value? What can they trade anyone of anyone for value? And it's I mean, your, your guys of value are. Philip Forsberg and Victor Arvidsson, you're you're not you get rid of those guys. No, I mean, I, is, you're I, I I doubt and you moving any of your defensemen, Yossi Ellis or Fabro or Ekholm. You moving it? I mean, you moving. <laughs> and you're gonna. I mean, if if you want to get better, you're gonna have to. I mean, they. They don't. It's not like they have a ton of draft picks either, and their farm system. They don't exactly have have a really deep or great farm system either. They um they've made I, I think so. Really, their their mistakes have. I don't want to say their mistakes because I don't know. I mean, the Duchesne one, yes, but I think that knowing that that top that top line being the top line is. Is I don't think anybody had a problem with that. That top line took you to the cup, but you also you also kind of wonder. First of all, little bit of restart in three, two, one. So <laughs> what I actually think the biggest problem is goaltending because UC Saros hasn't been good and Pika Rene really hasn't been good in about two years. So no, <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, a lot yeah. of teams you can really circle back to goaltending and just be like, look, we're a defensive minded team. We have four. We've had a you know, arguably one of the top best fours in hockey aggregate almost over the last 10 years. If you had to pick, you know, kind of sum the years, who's got the best defenseman over a four year, a 10 year period, you probably go with Nashville towards the very top of that list oh, without yeah. a doubt. And so you kind of are committing to more of a defensive style, but then if you're not getting the goaltending on the back end, that is going to hurt. I mean, they've also, you know, everybody has injuries and I get that, but injuries to, you know, Ryan Johansson's out now. Um, Matias Sacoma is out now as well. And and those are obviously two really, really big pieces and two, you know, um, I'm trying to, to get to see how long they've been out. I know at home, obviously missed both of the, our first, you know, the two games against Detroit. Yeah. Um, as I pull it up here. So uh, where are we at here? So Cousins and Holland. Johansson's played 10 games, only four assists. So he wasn't, it's not like he was lighting it up. And Ekholm's played 12. So I guess the injury bug doesn't really, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that doesn't really hold water because yeah. they played the majority of the season. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of, you know, outside of Forsberg, they're just not getting offense from anywhere. Yeah. No. And, and that's been their issue, right? Because, I mean, it really has been. Their 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 offense is pretty much generated through their defensemen. Yeah. And if their defensemen aren't scoring, <laughs> they're not scoring. Exactly. Um, also, the predator the predators penalty kill thirtieth in the league at sixty eight point three percent, and and actually and last year um, they had the worst save percentage um, 
while while shorthanded last season. The worst save percentage. Yeah, wow. Pecorini had the okay. worst save percentage of any goalie, and we were and we had a goalie that that didn't win a game after October. Yeah, <laughs> last we, season here in Detroit, we did do that. <laughs> So and and also the Predators they're they're giving up three point four goals a game and they're averaging two point three goals a game. Sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, I mean, well, the, the Wings put up four on them. <laughs> you know, if that doesn't encapsulate your troubles, I don't know what does. Yeah, I mean, and 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 honestly, like the the first game, Fabro they 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 get a, a fortunate tip and a, and a dying moments. Of, of that first game against Detroit to win in regulation. But I mean, <laughs> the Red Wings legitimately, you can make the argument, the Red Wings should have won both those games against in Nashville. Over well, they should have, I, I mean, I, they, they did the closest thing the Red Wings are going to do to dominate because yeah. the Red Wings are never going to dominate somebody on the scoreboard. It's just not going to happen. Although, I mean, I know they led 4 1 and they, the Nashville got to go really late in the final minute. That's but they out, the wings outshot them like terribly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, they were plus 15, I think at one point in the third. And again, Nashville had a, a weird flurry in the final three minutes when it yeah. was really kind of in hand, but yeah, I, I mean, the, the, you were outclassed by the wings and that's saying something. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, the wings outshot them 30 to 23. I mean, and, and the, the red wings are a measurement in futility this season. Because yeah. they're they're they they're not good. They're and not. We all knew they they weren't going to be good. Correct. <laughs> you know? So it's it, this isn't like this this is, it's not like the Wings have been underperforming this season, and right. just, and it's just like oh it clicked against Nashville. It's this this has not been a good team. Well, it's yeah, and 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 Nashville got exposed by them. I mean, I don't didn't. But the, the weird thing was, oh, no, no, Dallas started their season and killed Nashville in the first two games of the year. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's – you don't have time, and we've kind of talked about this. You just don't have time to not be good. And you can't – you couldn't have a slow start. You couldn't have a bad finish, and you really couldn't have two bad weeks. And, you know, if Nashville turns it on, I mean, they're they're the only team – I mean, they'd have to get three wins – three in a row to get back to 500 even. It's But it is weird. Because you know that, like, it's you know they were they basically you know lost uh, with defenseman. Who was it before um, before Fabro? Um, it was Yossi Ellis Ekholm and who's the, who was the the big the big fort that they traded? They had Subban. Yes, thank you. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus, that was. Did I really just do that? Um, so they. they and they replaced him with Fabro, which, you know, Fabro's been been fairly good, but it's it's just those top guys are not scoring outside of Forsberg. Forsberg's been good points wise, but you know, Duchesne and 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 Johansson, you need to be good down the middle. It's one of the components. Need to be good and down the middle, need to be good goaltending. It's easy to point out why they're not good. The, it's the why of the why that makes you wonder. Like why now are they not being good together? And and that's yeah, that's what they need to get ironed out real fast. The the ceiling is caving is is caving in on them. Yeah, and it's I mean, I don't. I mean, the the predators they've and we've talked about this before. The predators they're really good at at drafting defensemen. Yeah, they're not very good at drafting forwards. That's a, that's a that's a. That's a <laughs> I mean, like that's I 
think we've 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 talked about this numerous times. I mean, you look at all their forwards. I mean, they're only four that that they have on their team that they drafted. That's good. Is Victor Arvidsson? Do you think they regret letting Peter Laviolette go? Oh yeah. Okay. I I, I yeah. Because I think I think Laviolette gets more can can get gets more out of nothing than most coaches can. Okay. And he doesn't he doesn't get. Now, now, now. Also, he very well could have just been a. It was time for him to move on thing because Peter Laviolette. I feel like he's a coach that does kind of have a short shelf life because yeah. that's been his his mo every everywhere he's been in his career in NHL where he goes to a team, they get their meddling and like not very good. They're really good. They go to a Cup final and then they kind of hit it. They hit a wall. And they get stagnant, and then he gets shipped out. Yeah, <laughs> like that's kind of that's been his tra- trajectory. I mean, it, it really so. that really does. I mean, the the, the facts really do back that up. It's a, it is a weird sort of arc that they that they have there. That is very true. So I mean, I don't. I mean, we'll we'll. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, now since we we just absolutely crushed them, they're going to go off and 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 win their next. Well. Their next six, but they play Columbus twice, Detroit twice, and Columbus two more times. Are their next uh, six games? So, um, I, I mean, their season's over if they don't win four of them. Yeah, that's it's that simple. I mean, if they don't win four of them, it's just years over. You guys are done. Cool. <laughs> Good luck, Nashville. Yeah. Right. Good luck. Because you're only getting Detroit in two of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well. Speaking of Detroit, let's 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 end on the Red Wings. Um, we talk talking about the Red Wings here. This, I will I will come out and say it. Uh, they they sh- they should be on about a, f- a four or five game win streak right now. If 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 luck were on their side, yeah. Um, we talked about their uh, their abysmal. I don't even I don't even want to insult the word effort by saying effort, but. They put their skates on and went on the ice and played the lightning. Yeah. <laughs> and it, the game was over before it, it it was over right away. They came Very back good. two nights later, played a much had a much better effort, even jumped out to a one-nothing lead. Um, ended up losing three-one, but played a really good game, looked a lot better. Uh then they then they followed that up with a big four-one win over to over the Panthers. Which you know the Wings don't beat the Panthers often, and especially in Florida. So that yeah. was that was huge. They a tough two one loss in that second game there, which I think they des- they deserved a better fate. But you know again, the Panthers are a better team. It's true, and you know they they did, the Panthers didn't play great. But when you have when you, when you're a more talented team, sometimes you don't have to play great to beat. The, the 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 lesser team, and as you just talked about with uh with the with the predators, they deserve. I feel I still I feel like they, you know, deserve a better fate in that, in that first game last Thursday. They come yeah. back and just dominate the predators uh, Saturday night, and then they they lose a tough one to the Blackhawks uh, Monday. And uh, was that was that overtime? It was. Yeah, it was overtime. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. overtime. And and right now, uh, as we talk about this, they're down one nothing to Chicago, going, heading into the third period right now. So I mean, an, another 
tight game by the Red Wings. Um, now I, I I wanted to crucify them for uh, on Saturday night for their lineup, but then everyone who I was gonna who I was like ir- irritated that was in a lineup they scored. So it's so funny because I but I was thinking the exact same thing when I was watching it. I did seriously think the exact same thing. Like, well, like why? Well, I was just angry because again, Giovanni Smith was out of the lineup, and I I'm kind of you know the yeah, show and, and they and he and he was officially sent down. I don't. I don't really get that. I don't understand it either. I, I just feel like he, I feel like the team's better when he's in the lineup. I mean, I know I'm not there. I know I'm not at practice. I know I, you know, there's obviously there's stuff I don't know clearly, but I don't know. The eye test tells me the team's better when he's on there, uh, yeah. when he's out there. But with that being the case, I mean, there's still they just scoring is still a problem, and it's a still clearly a big problem. They just aren't scoring enough. They are not. And you can't even say now, and what's a little bit more maddening is you can't really say that they're not generating enough offense. And that's why, and and that's what kind of makes this a little more upsetting and more frustrating is that they are generating, but like, I think during the the game last night, Ken Ken Daniels had said something or two nights ago that they had outshot their, their last five opponents in five straight games and had 30 or more shots or something like that. I think I saw during the broadcast. So, I mean, they're, 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 they're getting 30 shots, which you would think would be pretty good. They're out shooting the opposition, which would you think would be pretty good in those five games. Yet they were two and three. And then the loss of the Blackhawks would make them two and four. Yeah. Yeah. They all shot the Hawks last night, 29, 24. So they didn't hit 30, but they ended up, so they, but they've, they've gone to this apparently this defensive structure. That's definitely, that seems to be working, keeping the other team scoring down. They are, and they're getting shots. They're just not capitalizing on them. And, you know, let's go no further than the power play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh for four against uh, Nashville the other night. They're all for their uh, last. Oh, for two against Chicago last night. I, I think they're all for their last 26. I think was the, I, is the I, number. I believe it. And they're zero for two tonight, so that I think they're now zero yeah. for twenty eight. Yeah, because I I don't remember the last time the the wing scored a power play goal. I I mean I seriously it was Tyler I, Bertuzzi I, in Dallas. Just because and, again, Mickey mentioned it. It was Tyler Bertuzzi in Dallas. I believe that was oh, last wow. okay. And Bertuzzi has been out. Yes. So there you go. Tells you. Um, yeah, like I mean, I, I honestly, when a wings get a power play, I I go get a snack or go to the bathroom or something. Decline, decline. <laughs> right, I know, right? Like, like, can we just football rules? Pass. <laughs> we would like to pass on this power play because it's just that's really how bad it's been. Yeah, it's, it's it's had. There's been some opportunities, some chances, but for the most part, it really has just been been bad, and I. And I don't even have the belief that, that, you know, cause sometimes you hear, well, once they get one, no, no, yeah. I don't, I just don't see it. Once really. they get one, they'll have one. Right. <laughs> the streak will end and then they'll start a new one is what I really feel like will happen. And yeah, until that gets worked out or figured out where they're scoring, at least a power play goal every other game. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe that and, is ridiculous. I don't know. And 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 the Blackhawks, their their one goal tonight is came on a power play. 
which I, I don't have the numbers on this. I do feel like the penalty kill has been better. The penalty kill has been better. Um, at least statistically so. Um, yes. They are the last those, few games, yeah. I mean, they're, they're still flirt with last last in the league. but Yeah, it looks like they're fifth coming into tonight. Fifth worst. Yeah. Um, fifth worst. Worst, whatever. Um, so it, it, it's funny. Well, you know, as, the more as we, we do these shows and the longer that we, we get on here, it just feels like at the end of the day, I, I feel like all the problems that teams have, we pretty much, you can almost point to power play, goaltending, specialty, te- specialty teams, specialty teams, goaltending, or forwards not scoring. I feel like we don't blame defensemen. I feel like we need to find a way to start putting it on defensemen more because that's the three common complaints. What did we just say about Nashville? Yeah. You know, goaltenders aren't scoring or goaltenders aren't keeping the puck out of the net. Forwards aren't scoring. I mean, well, if, if you're lying, your goalie to score. You're I mean, right. You're, <laughs> you do have a new, a new issue. You, you have bigger issues. And that's, that's, I did just say that. So I can't even, I can't argue with it. Cause I, hey, you, got, you got bigger issues going for you than, than that. Buddy. You're, you're very right about that. Mr. Well, yeah, forwards not scoring and the goaltending is not great, I mean, but I, I feel like the goaltending has been good. With Detroit, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's, I, I it's feel like overall things. this season, goal goaltending has been good. After the first and I and the first few games, um, the the defense looked shaky. But and I even said I like I felt they looked shaky because they hadn't played together. And yeah. then when they're finally starting to play together, guys are guys are in and out of the lineup with with COVID with COVID problems and everything. And now I feel like they finally look. Like I think Troy Stetcher, he he has a role and he plays it very well. Yeah. I, I I like his play. He's not a big guy, but he goes in dirty areas and he and he makes plays and he and he he's safe with the puck. Mark Stahl is all of a sudden jumping up and joining the rush. I don't I haven't seen Mark Stahl do that since 2014. Well, they and and again, I you know they which I don't mind. Be- no, because, because, was- because here's the kicker. Um, the forwards are covering when the defenseman pinches in, yeah. which hasn't always been the case. You, I'm big, you know, obviously as, as somebody who's, who's background in it, is in it, you know, big fan of, of Ken Daniels. And so, and, 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 and Mickey too. So I really do give a, a good solid ear to the game and, and, you know, I, I, cause I listen to what they can add and what that I can bring here. And, and that was kind of one of the things that I, th- and I think I was watching, you know, the, 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 the Nashville game, the, the, the second one, the, the, the victory. And it was that, you know, the team meeting or the, the new thing that, that Jim, Jeff Blasio was really going to try to push was let's get the deactivated more, let's get more deactivated. And, and from that game on it, it's no, you know, it really, if you really think about it, it's no mystery that you start activating the D and you're, if your forwards are then covering, guess what? You're applying more pressure, which means you're defending yep. less, which means you're giving up less shots and you're getting more shots than the opposition and you're going to look better on the ice. And, you know, if the team just needed a kick in the ass on that and they got that kick in the ass and now they're doing it more. And, you know, if the goals do eventually come, whether on the power play or not, this isn't going to be a fluke that's going to be the thing is can they be consistent with this effort and keeping the pressure on and, and being good. And that's what we got to hope does happen too. Yeah. And I mean, I, again, I, I don't 
I have no delusions about the Red Wings making the playoffs this year. Right. <laughs> like I like I understand like that's just not gonna happen. But you know, I I want to see them again play compete. Yeah. You know, make me want to stay and watch the entire game. Don't make me want to shut the game off. Yeah. It it would have been very interesting. And again, I'm not projecting that they would have been good um far into this, but um how deep into the season they would have been good. But um it and I know pretty much half the American teams have gone through it, um, and the other half will. But if that COVID didn't hit after the game four, because I was so pleased with where they were after four games. I yeah. was so encouraged. And the wheels really came off when those five, five, six players went out of the lineup. And yeah. I, I just wish that once it happened. <laughs> and I mean, signed everyone everywhere. Right. But I really just wish that that, that once it happened. And if that didn't happen, where the team would be. Nashville will be in last place. Yeah. <laughs> because if they score one one power play goal, you know. You know, I mean, here, you he know, played but, six or seven, I think it was seven one goal games now. Seven one goal yeah. losses. Score Which, I mean, games, I mean this is this, that was something we kind of talked about a few years ago yep. when it was just these one goal games, one goal losses, and, and it's like our power play is absolutely dreadful. Score power score a power play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, seriously, there was an entire season where we did shows where it was just like Jesus Christmas should score on the power play. I mean, just yeah, score on the power play. Twenty percent on the power play, guys. Come on, <laughs> Let's start I mean, there. So what? They probably maybe had fifty attempts on the year. Let's just ballpark it conservatively. I think fifty is probably yeah okay. And so it. if. At seven percent, they would have eight goal or half of that four goals. Yeah. And at twenty percent, they would have ten, which would be six more goals. Do you think six more goals with the way the schedule has gone down leads to, you know, drop two losses, make them ties, drop a drop a tie, turn a tie into a win? Yeah, it's probably three yeah. more points. Yeah. I mean, they're points conservatively, a loss to a tie and a tie to a win. Okay. Flip around. I'll, I'll yeah. that. I mean, it's, you're, you're working at 7% power play. That's not going to get you. No. I mean, 20, there's 20%. Are we asking too much? No, because 20% still only gets you 18. Yeah. Vegas is 18 at 20%. They're, they're 18th at 20%? Yep. So middle of the pack? Yeah. Have middle of the pack power play. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, dude. At, at, at least that way we can go. Okay, well, we're we're getting it on the power play. So, I mean, get that power play better and kill off some freaking penalties for God's sake. Yeah, that's the other thing. Move that to the middle of the pack. You know what did we say? We said score six more, drop three power play goals against. Oh, uh, today's game you'd be even. I mean, I mean the 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 team that we're we're playing against tonight, Chicago. I mean. Look, they're they're good on the power. They score on the power play. They're middle of the pack on a penalty kill, and they have good goaltending. And look at where they're at, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's they amazing. found one. They really found one in Lincoln in there. Uh, yeah, um, that yeah, that's a he saved. He said he really saved their season. Sure um, real did. quick, I want to talk. So um, Mantha got benched. Uh huh. He was healthy scratched for a game last week, um, and 
Sports Illustrated, they did a little article online of uh, just players who could use a change of scenery. Yeah. And Anthony Mantha is always on those lists. Um, and I feel like in any article, anything written or written here about what what players should, should the wings trade? Anthony Mantha is that guy whose name is always there every time. And I don't. I mean, and I just I feel like no, I don't. I don't. I don't mind Anthony Mantha. I I, I understand the type of player he is. He's a player that if he's not scoring goals, he feels like he's not contributing to the team. And when he feels like he's not contributing, he gets down on himself and he gets in his own head. And he kind of like takes in which then in turn, he takes himself out of the game mentally. I don't, it's, I don't, I don't think it's not because he's pouting or like he's throwing a tantrum. It's just, he's not doing what he know he should be able to do. And he's not helping, and he's on a team that's that's bad, and he's supposed to be a guy to help the team. And then when he's not scoring, he's not helping the team, and so he contributing the team is still being bad, and so he gets down on himself a bit. Right. I don't think that's necessarily a, a bad quality to have in a player who who's just like who 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 get who, who's going to get in those funks. It's going to. I would agree. That's not a. It's not a terrible trade if that's exactly what's going down. That's not because that, that's trade. that's how I feel he is. Because I mean, I don't because you, you you see him in in post game and like he's not and he's not on the bench like throwing a tantrum about anything. You know, he's not a, a, drawing attention to himself doing anything. Right. You know, I think it's just, you know, like I'm supposed to be a goal scorer. I'm not scoring goals. We're not winning games. And do you, I wonder a little bit, is there a little bit of, you know, Larkin at least had a year of a playoff run. Yeah. No, that's a lie. Yeah. No, no. His rookie year. Yeah. They played the light. They they, they, were on that team, right? Yep. Yeah. Would, but Mantha was not right. I wonder if if, if things would be different because now he's he's really only known losing here. Yes, I think that that would be helpful if this team could. You know, I I think that would create a big difference if the team was successful. And I mean, yeah, this just in, it's easier to play when you're winning. But yeah. <laughs> to have any winning experience here. I think is, is different because he only known losing here. And I think that that's a really tough environment to break out of when you only know losing. What? <laughs> okay. All right. You're right. What, what do you want from me? I'm not Scotty Bowman. Man, I, I, I feel like someone we know has been preaching that for years. Who? I don't know. <laughs> it's me. It's me. I'm talking about me. <laughs> I know. I know because but it's, you know, it's, because I think that there's maybe a, just a general idea that everybody on this team has been been part of a losing culture, and it's not true. It's just not true. And, and but Manta is one of those guys that, you know, if attitude and, and whatnot, never had the you know was in the locker room with Z. I don't think, or at least if he was, it wasn't for any length of time. And we kind of always think of Z as a as a good leader there. And yeah, you know, it's is it that you know that may be what Manta is, and there's nobody that can get in his ear about it. And, you know, if he's going to be here next year, which, and if he, which he will be, if he's not traded, because he's got a contract thing, he's going to be here and hopefully they can get start winning and you're going to see a different Anthony Manta. Yeah. I mean, I, he, he just one of those guys who I, I feel like 
no matter what he does, there's, he's just going to have a stigma about him. And, and I don't, and I don't know why. Yeah. Although, and again, to be fair, he was actually very, like, without scoring goals, because he hasn't, he hasn't scored in his last two, he was much better in, in defensively. And there was really a, a great play that he made on a back check. Uh, and I believe it was on Kane, which was made it, which made it all the more noticeable that prevented Kane from pretty much for sure slam Duncan one yeah. in. And on on the ensuing rush, he had the opportunity. It, he ended up putting it high and wide, but he had the opportunity. And, you know, if there's some sort of light that's clicking that you can do defense and still be an offensive threat. Yeah. That would that light coming on right now would bode very well for Detroit for their second half. I mean, he. I mean, I. I truly believe that the Wings are going to have any success. Anthony Mantha is going to be a part of it. He's a. We're going to need him to be, to, to be Mantha Larkin and uh, Bertuzzi, Zadina, Cider, and uh, Heronic are the guys that I that I, I look at to be the ones to kind of guide the wings out of the, the dark hole they're in right now. I, you know, I, I really feel like if you really watch Ronick, it just feels like he turns the puck over a lot. He's got to, got to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's a turnover waiting to happen. Now, granted, when you play 25 minutes a night, maybe that's just why it's, it's you, you know, it's easier well, he, to see. But. Well, Ronick, Her- 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 he, ha- he has a little bit of the, um what, what I call the, 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 the um a little peak the, the the pk problem the suban problem okay where P, pk has does this thing in his entire career he's done it where if things aren't if his team needs to spark or need to rush he's gonna he tries to he will try to do too much okay and he's high risk high reward high, high reward type type plays where he'll make a play and he'll go, oh, I don't know. And then, oh, we scored. All right, it worked out. Or he tries to make a play. It doesn't work out. It's a turnover. It's a two-on-one the other way, and it's a goal against. Heronic yep. is – I'm not saying Heronic is P.K. Subban. If he becomes P.K. Subban, I think we'll all be happy about that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that. Because that means he's going to win a Norris and be a Norris finalist. So. I think we'd all live with, you that. know, we, we wouldn't mind that, but I, I think that's what it is. Like he, he tries to do a little too much at times and he try, goes a little bit above his ability at times too, where like he has a little too much confidence in, in, in his, in his ability when he should, you know, maybe err on a side of caution sometimes, but I think that's what it is. And I don't mind that. No. And then and, 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 what he's 22. <laughs> I mean, I also don't want to crucify somebody and say that they're going to be this, that, or the other thing at 22. Yeah. Still a lot to be defined in the in the young career of, of 23, Oklahoma. but yeah, 23. Yeah, still, I, I stand by my still prior young. statement. Yeah. <laughs> and and the fact that you know he's is he still? Yeah, I know he was at one point around 25 minutes a night. I don't unless I'm missing him. I don't think he is anymore. Uh, he's at 23, 23, yeah, 23 24 yeah, minutes. That's 24 mm-hmm. minutes a night. Yeah, and his third year in the league on. A terrible team. And he's only minus six. And you may laugh at only minus six, but in 17 That's games, he was like minus, minus six with, 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 with the worst goal with the third with the third worst goal goals for a game <laughs> for a team. Yeah. 
and That's for a guy that bad. was minus forty two last year, he was right in the F at a CU ballpark. Yeah. This, it could be a lot worse. So I'm not believe me, I'm not giving up on it. It's just one of the things that you know he's gonna just he has to stood cut out. Down. Yeah, yeah, got to cut down on his turnovers. I mean, but, but, yeah, yeah, you'd like that. You, 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 I mean, but again, it's his third year in a league. Yeah. So I mean, his second full year. So you know, get, give him give him some break. Plenty of time to get it figured he's out. Played 128 games in the NHL. I give him all right some time. Oh yeah, because you remember that what was the 200 mark? There was I don't remember yeah. when when that was floating around, but they they just kind kept constantly saying that you know it takes an NHL defenseman 200 games to get a feel for it. Yeah, he's at 128. Okay, he's got another. He got a whole other season. By the second half of next year, he's going to be that Norris caliber. Um, there we go. Hey, let's around. let's hope, right? I love it. If he is, hey, that's great. You know, him, him and Mo Sider, we're going to be debating about him and Sider stealing Norris votes from each other, huh? Perfect. Boy, that would be a good problem to have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You talked about, I have this I have this going out. Um, I have two, two, two yes or no's, two very important yes or no questions for you. Okay. Okay. Because we talked so much about the power play, so we're going to do it. The best power play of all time, according to Wikipedia, if I did this right, 31.88%. 31.88% by Montreal on 77-78. Right now, Toronto, Dallas, and Chicago are all over 31.88%. Will we have a new best power play in a season, Mark? Yes. Worst power play in a season, lowest power play in a season, Mark, was 9.35% from the 97 Lightning. Oh. 97-98 Lightning, 9.37%. Currently, Minnesota is at 6.7. Detroit is at 7.6. That's coming down because I believe they're 0 for 2 today. Chicago um, actually went up on their power play. So that's another vote for your point. And Vegas, oddly enough, is only – no, that's not right. I typed in the wrong team because Vegas was in the middle of the pack. Um, Anaheim. Was it Anaheim? One moment, please. Damn it. How did I type Vegas? I must have been talking about him. And so I typed Vegas. Uh, um, penalty kill. It was – or power play, sorry. It was Anaheim. It was Anaheim. Why the hell did I take Vegas? So Minnesota at 6.7, Detroit at 7.6, Vegas or Anaheim at 8.6. Well, we have a new worst power play of all time number. Oh, man. You know, <sighs> like you, you, you think that they'll luck into some. I'm going to go concerned Detroit. I'm 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 going to go with no. Okay. I'm going to say no. So we're going to have a power play above 31.9% roughly and a po- power play also above 9.35. Yeah, I I yeah, I Yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going I'm going to say that the the those teams will sort themselves out to at least get to 10%. Love it. I hope you're right. <laughs> our team's down there and like, even I mean, two extra goals per in so, a season. So would be I have like the, of, of those teams, I haven't watched a lot of Minnesota wild games. Well, they're on a COVID thing. So well, yeah, they're on a COVID. But, yeah, but even before that, like I haven't watched a lot of their games. I have seen a few ducks games and man, they, I mean, they might make a run at that 9% though. <laughs> That's they are actually up because we were going to do. I was going to do this with you last week, and they were actually up from six points. No, uh, somebody was around six percent. Was that six percent flat? Okay. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? 
think about that a six percent power play for an entire season Jeez, yeah that's those are those are beer league numbers right there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny all right yeah all right so i think that's it uh right now uh toronto is top it leaves ottawa two to one four and a half minutes going to third chicago still up one nothing on detroit 13 minutes left um, your late games, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, Edmonton. I don't know why I'm saying this because by the time this comes out tomorrow, all this is going to be old. Yeah. So, uh, it was, yeah. So uh, the Panthers uh, beat the Hurricanes earlier, four three in overtime. The Hurricanes actually up two nothing at one point in that game. What time that game played? Five o'clock. Yeah. I got to start looking for time. I got to start watching because there's there's going to be some five o'clock puck drops, and I could watch those games at yeah. work. So. Um, also, this weekend, we have uh, two outdoor games at Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. As I just blanked on the teams that are in them. Yeah, the Fly- Flyers and Bruins. Flyers and Bruins. And, uh, and the Knights and the Avalanche. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, because initially, when the schedule first came out, initially, there was only there, there was only one game on Saturday and one game on Sunday. But because of uh, COVID, uh, that's not the case anymore. No, that's exactly the case. They're playing one game Saturday and one game Sunday. Well, no, I meant total though. Like there, there was, there was the only games were going to be the outdoor games for the weekend. Oh, okay, yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. I thought you were saying at that venue, and I'm like, well, that they're stuck to that. But now there's other games going yeah, on no. that day. So, so Saturday at three o'clock on NBC, it's going to be the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche, and then Sunday at three p.m on nbc as well flies and bruins so it's 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 gonna be fun always should, should, so should be they, fun to see they've shown some some pictures of the venue and it, they do they look pretty special yeah um yeah and and then immediately after the golden knights avalanche are over you can turn you can turn on fox Sports detroit and watch the red wings and panthers play Woo-hoo! five o'clock on a Saturday, nice that game got moved because that was dude, that was supposed to be a Sunday game, but got moved so that the Wings could shuffle their schedule elsewhere because of COVID. Yeah, so I mean, it's everything is moving parts all over the place. Kopitar is eighteen points for the Kings this season. That just jumped out to me. Okay, that's a that's a that's a good high note. How about JVR also having eighteen points? Yeah, geez, that yeah, that just wow. Here's oh, this was another question that I had, so I'm just kind of weaving them in here. All right, throw um, it. JVR only has two 60 point seasons in his career. He has 18 points in 13 games. Will he have a 60 point season this year? Oh, whew. you know what? I'm going to say yes. The Flyers should be worried about Carter Hart. True or false? No. He's goals against average above three, save percentage below nine. No. No. Okay. No. He's what, okay. 23. It's fine. Wow. Well, we've seen goal, goal, goalies first well, on the scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I, but. The kind of to to use an argument you usually use. I, he's been good more than he's been bad, right? Yeah, I do. So. I do. I do say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good I like it. So you know, <laughs> perfect. Well, that's 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 the side of that's the side. I'll 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 go on there. I'm with yeah. you. No, I'm don't be worried. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be. You don't need to worry until it's time to worry. Good answer. That's really descriptive, <laughs> and I appreciate that. You know, what's, what's the other things only only worry about don't worry about it until it's too late <laughs> i that one i haven't heard it but that is i don't know I'm just that is perfect as well. make it up stuff right like, these, these waltisms right now are taking me right home yeah that's 
terrific. Or oh no, well no, my one of one of my favorite lines I used to use in college was uh, avoid it until it's a problem. Oh, I like that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Avoid it until it's a problem. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm on board with that. Because <laughs> I'm real lazy and I don't like conflict or to handle stuff. So I'm on, I'm I'm good with that. I like it. <laughs> well, you that, know, that, that really fits me fits me to a T right there. No, yeah, that's you know, avoid it till it's a problem. Good it's good life lessons. From Walt. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. All right, everybody. Um, make sure you follow us on Facebook in the box, facebook.com slash in the box the show. Um, listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts, in the box of hockey show. Um we we usually do this on Mondays and the show is up on Tuesdays, but because life happens, we're doing it on a Wednesday, but it's fine. It'll be it'll be up for you night nice early uh Thursday Thursday. So you'll be good, you know. Yep. Get a double dose in in this way, you don't have to wait as long for us to come back. We're really doing you the favor. Yeah, it's it's all about you. Yep. Um, so make make sure and then make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast or wherever you listen to us, however you listen to us. A uh, shout out to Poland, uh Canada, Germany, uh Texas. Uh, we kind of made fun of Texas today. Oh, I don't know if they're, they're probably not listening to us. Um, uh, yeah, fine. I forgot it's to do fine. that later. It's yeah. fine. Let's see. Let me pull up. I gotta pull up the map here. Uh shout out to well, California. I know that's Lao. So shout out Probably to you, heard, Mr. Yeah, Lau. He's going to assume. That's a fair thought. Finland and Sweden. Shout out to you guys. All right. Uh, all the all the places that love us. Um, all the good places. All the good hockey places. Um, also, well, and and then we'll just and we'll go Washington State. What's up, um, Virginia? Thanks for listening. New Jersey. Thanks for listening. Massachusetts. What's up? North Carolina, how you doing? Uh, what? Thanks for listening, Ohio. Oh man! Actually, wait, no, no, I, I know, I know who the Ohio listener is. I, I, I know who the, I know who the Ohio listener is. Well, at least one of them. At least, we have 26 percent of our American audience is, is in Ohio. Oh boy, I hope that's not like one in four. It's twenty five percent. Oh man, that's I I but I I know I know I know at least three of the Ohio listeners. So well, thank you, Walt friends slash Ohio listeners. <laughs> so shout out to you guys. So I, I don't have to apologize. I'm because I thought I was like I'm gonna have to apologize my my Ohio jokes, but no, I don't. I don't because I I know I know I know the people who are listening there. So then then it's fine to say whatever you want. Uh, shout, shout out to them. Um, so next week we're we're we'll. Talk more about the wings, more about whatever else goes on around the NHL. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna get into a little bit of draft talk here because not not players, but what the hell they're gonna do with the draft. Yes, okay, that's I mean, I may fire some players out there, but just overall, what's gonna what's gonna happen with the draft because right. it's a cluster, yeah, it sure is. Um yeah, and then and anything else fun, crazy, silly that happens in, in the next few days, we'll talk about it. Sure we will. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, also, I kind of want to talk about fighting a little bit, too. Okay. I think we'll talk about fighting. Yeah, we'll see. I might change my mind. Who Write knows? that down. Yeah. 
I'll write that down. No, I'm not going to write it down. I'm either okay. going to remember or I'm going to forget. Fair enough. And then that'll be <laughs> that'll be what decides whether or not we talk about it or not. <laughs> right. Your memory. I'll, I'll forget it or I'll remember it. You know, Deal. it's there, 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 there's another uh, live quote for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember it or I won't. Okay. Yeah, it's simple. Right? I, I don't hate it. All right. Well, everyone listening to us, wherever you are, good night. Have a great week. Stay safe. Um, if you got hit by the snowstorm, remember, don't dump boiling hot water on your car on a sidewalk. Do shovel. Do take breaks. If you have to, while shoveling, um, do not drive anywhere if you don't have to. If your road conditions are really bad, stay home. Unless you absolutely have to go out, you have no other choice but to. Then if you have to, drive with caution, drive safe. Four-wheel drive does not mean all four wheels will stop when you tell it to. Another good life lesson. So, you know, and just, you know, just because you can drive through the snow doesn't mean you can Drive on the ice. You're not a Zamboni. Here, here. Yeah. So with that, I got every. With all that being said, um, Taylor Swift, if you're listening, what's up? Shoot your shot. (laughs) Shoot your shot. That's it. All right, everyone. Have a great night.